When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the second part of the Steelers postgame podcast. I'm Jeff Hartman, Senior Editor at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, joined, as always, by Dave Schofield and Brian Anthony Davis. We just talked about the offense, so if you missed it, go back and check it out, whether it's part one or at the beginning of this show. Now we're talking about the defense, and there's a lot to talk about here, a lot to diagnose, a lot to unpack, we'll put it that way. Let's talk about the Steelers' pass defense first as I'm looking at the Pits- the Philadelphia Eagles, sorry, their, their quarterbacks. Joe Flacco, uh, thanks to a really long screen pass, finishes 10 for 17, 178, and a touchdown. Uh, this He was sacked uh, once. It was always it's always good to see Flacco on his backhoe. Uh, Jalen Hurts finishes 3 for 754. Uh, and Nick Mullins, 1 for 5 with two interceptions. He had more completions to Four the Steelers. Yards. He had more completions <laughs> to the Steelers than the Eagles. Um, what do you think about... <laughs> The what do you think about the Steelers? We'll just say defensive, like pass defense, and the Steelers were able to create some turnovers. They did get after the quarterback, had two sacks, six quarterback hits. Brian, we'll start with you. You know what? I thought it was a pretty good effort all along. Um, you know, where Mike Tomlin said something very poignant in in the press conference and about the defensive play, and he said, Hey, we're just looking at note cards out there. We're just throwing them out there and to see what they can do. We're not looking at defensive scheme right now. And so I, uh, 
we kind of hinted on that last week when we were talking about the inside linebackers and all the passes up the middle. So it just seemed like this was an area where the Steelers, uh, where you could say, yes, they were struggling. But no, I, I thought they came up with some plays. We had uh, my guy with a great name, Lafayette Pitts, with an interception. And your boy, Lustin Jane, had an interception, too. If I'm going ahead of myself, I do apologize. But it's uh, it's just one of those things that the defense came to play, and these guys are looking to – they're fighting for their spots, and everybody seems to be doing it. Dave, what do you think about the uh, Steelers' pass defense? Steelers' pass defense, that was just a bad play. It just – I mean, come on. The ball was caught behind or at the line of scrimmage, and you run it for 79 yards. That's – that's not as much pass defense as that is, you know, tackle the catch defense, which was really bad on that one play. What is it about the Philadelphia Eagles where you could say, oh, the team did really, really well if you take this one play away? That's exactly what happened last year with the run game because they gave up the one huge run, and that was it. And that's kind of what happened here. The the pass defense, I thought overall – um, Jeffrey Benedict really laid it out in the Slack channel, and he put it in the live chat tonight if you weren't paying attention, that the Steelers right now in the passing game are not doing any favors for their inside linebackers. They're putting them in very difficult spots because they're not doing anything too complex with their defense, and therefore they're getting a little bit exposed. Um, Devin Bush on the one play early, it, he stumbled. You could see that he stumbled. I don't think it was that he was questioning his knee or anything like that. Um, he stumbled. But until that long 79-yard uh, touchdown pass, the only the only receivers that had made catches were tight ends. Um, it was the tight ends were getting in, into everything a, a whole lot more. But the pass defense in all, other than a few miscues, I was happy with it. And, I mean, the Steelers only had two sacks. But the pass rushes, we're probably we'll, we'll talk about that separately, won't we? What's that? The pass rush, we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk about that okay. separately. I mean, okay. talk, I won't get into it now. No, that's fine. Let's go ahead and talk about some of the secondary players. My boy Lustin, uh, and if you don't know why I called Justin Lane Lustin Jane, you got to go back to last season and his interaction with me on Twitter and that's neither here nor there, but the Steelers defensive secondary had a good job. They did a good job, obviously with two interceptions. Um, I'm looking here. Past defenses three. They did a good job. So let's have one of them. I know he, yes, he did. And a half a sack. Good for him. Um, So let's talk about the, the secondary though. Uh, There are some names I was hoping to hear. That I didn't um, didn't hear much about James Pierre every now and then I was hoping to see something from Shakur Brown, even in garbage time, nothing. Uh, Brian, what's your thought on the secondary? I also uh, wanted to see uh, Mark Gilbert and I didn't, he didn't seem to show up as well. Uh, but the, the second, yeah, I just didn't see much from him, yeah. but I, I will say that I thought that James Pierre had, uh, had nice coverage in the first half. Um, a couple of times when they did show him. So I, I don't think uh, he didn't do anything completely flashy, but he was there and he, he got it done. Now, the one guy that I was kind of, uh, if I could say one player that I was not as impressed with that, I really, we really need to be impressed with is number 20 cam Sutton. 
if if it's maybe it's just not me. Well, good. Dave's agreeing with me. Oh I mean, yeah, totally. You're exactly I, right. I I just I just really thought that he was subpar tonight, and that's a big concern. Dave, what do you think about the secondary? Yeah, um, Cam Sutton. He it was a really fast guy. He was going against, and he was with him until the ball was in the air, and then. He, he got separation on him. I don't think it was completed, though, uh, the one main play that we're talking about. When it comes to the secondary, I'm going to tell you the truth. If you look at these guys' snap count after the game, if they finally ever come out, it usually takes them a day or so to get some snap counts. If you see guys in the secondary that are getting more snaps and you're not seeing them in the game, that's good. That's exactly what you want to see. Like, I was noticing number 17 out there a lot, and he didn't have balls thrown his way. That's that's Mark Gilbert, in case those of you that don't know who, who all good. the numbers are. So he was out there a good bit, and I saw him not being thrown at. Um, all in all, like, even your your boy Lustin Jane with the, with the pick, he had some pretty rough plays, and he had some pretty good plays. Now, I will tell you with on the interception, I don't know if he gets that interception if it wasn't for Jameer Jones. Hit the, the quarterback. The pressure. Yeah, it was the pressure. Yes. So that that helped, but you still got to make the play and do it, which he did. So he also had that one on that on that two-minute drill when the defense was out there. I don't – if they'd have thrown a flag for that for pass interference, I don't think Steelers Nation would have complained. No. Um, but they didn't. They let it go. So – that's the thing with him is I don't know that he's giving you consistent play um, across the board, but I, I still agree with Brian with the whole notion of Cam Sutton that that was a little bit concerning. I, I still want to go back and see this the, the long touchdown run and really who kind of blew that as much as anything. Well, let's reiterate something here. If someone like James Pierre or even Justin Lane – and he, Justin Lane was in my article for five defensive players to watch. Why? Because you, you got to show up at some point. You got to make a play. And he made a play, whether you whether it was because of Jameer Jones or not, is neither here nor there. If they can get someone on the outside, then Cam Sutton doesn't have to play on the outside. He doesn't have to be there every single down. And that gives him the flexibility to move people around. So if they get more con- contributions from other players, that's also beneficial. All right, let's talk defensive pass rush now. Let's get after the the pass rushers here, and, and we'll talk about the run defense as well. Uh, like I said, two sacks, Isaiah Loudermilk and Quincy Roche split one. Jameer Jones had the other uh, quarterback hits. They had six. Gentlemen, let's talk pass rush. Brian, we'll start with you. Quincy Roche, Q from the U again. I love this guy. But Jameer Jones is the guy that, that I'm completely infatuated with, number 44. He's the guy that uh, – you're you're hoping that uh really makes a push i mean there there's a couple guys there i mean of course now that melvin ingram's there you've got to think that uh it might be cassius marsh and uh jameer jones fighting for that a fifth spot maybe if they go ahead with a fifth spot so Schobert coming into town if that if that does ring true that kind of uh changes things a little bit too because usually they go five and four four inside linebackers five five uh, outside linebackers or vice versa yeah. so uh, that's that's really what they'll do so i mean each time you would expect them to uh it's usually nine it's usually that formula so 
at this point, what does Schobert do for the inside linebackers? Are they going to keep some, are they going to keep five? And you have two of those guys out, but um, the foil King um, Cassius Marsh might be in trouble here because Jameer Jones is really making them happen. So let, let's talk, Dave, we'll get to you in a sec. Let's talk oh, about oh. these numbers. Cause we just did our roster predictions just the other day. Dave and I did uh, predicting the 53 with Schobert personally. I think that makes it really difficult to keep someone like Marcus Allen. Uh, Brian and Dave agree or disagree. Doesn't matter. Absolutely yeah. correct. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. I agree. So that's, that could be the, you get Schobert, you lose Allen. Now, Jameer Jones, I mean, I know that people say, oh, it's just another Tuzar Skipper. I don't think so. Tuzar Skipper was kind of like a flash in the pan. You wouldn't notice him, and then you get a sack. Like, oh, wow, this guy. I noticed Jameer Jones in a whole lot of ways, even when he's not making a splash play like a sack or a tackle for a loss. So let's say you're going to keep Jameer Jones. Why keep Cassius Marsh at all? You could then just have Jameer Jones at very inex- a lot, not a lot of experience uh, backing up, but do you keep that many? Uh, Dave, we'll start with you. Uh, what would you do if you want to keep Jameer Jones? How do you make the room? Well, I, I think you're right. I think it would probably have to be Marsh. But if you here's the other thing you, you can look at here. If you keep Jameer Jones and Q from the U, you're not dressing both of them on game day. You have one of your inactives there every I, week I, unless unless and there's honestly, an injury. And honestly, would you not agree that – I don't think they right, need to. As of right now, it would be Q from the U that wouldn't get the helmet. Jameer I, Jones I'm not, seems like – he seems like it all comes down to the special teams there because really when it comes to the outside linebacker, you're going to have your top three get all, get your snaps. Do you really want to take snaps away from Mel, as many as you want to give Melvin Ingram just to get those other guys snaps? I think it's going to come down to special teams with those guys as long as they're valuable there, which they appear to be. Um, you know, keep the youth, develop them, and you know, then that way if if you don't have a you know, if after Mel, you don't after Melvin Ingram's contract is up next year, you don't know what happens there. Not not assuming he's back, then you have this this these up and coming players um, that that could step in and basically for the following year it would be almost like two dogs one bone for the other other yeah. guy in the rotation. My boy Brad puts it well. I forgot about this as well. He said, "Get Schobert, lose UG three. So maybe yeah, keep I was Marcus thinking that Allen. too. And you I don't know UG3. which one they would keep. I don't know. That's tough. Brian, did anyone anything? see Buddy Johnson tonight? Yeah. Mm, okay. He was I, I saw 51 in there um on both sides of the ball, but I saw because uh, <laughs> you, you have Trey Turner too. Yeah. But no, I, I saw some Buddy Johnson. I, I think I saw him on one tackle, but it it wasn't anything that uh I mean he wasn't all over the place and not like the week before. Yeah, I don't think yeah. he played as much either. Yeah. So he might not have played until the fourth quarter garbage time. I blame Michael Beck and, for distracting me on Twitter. He got me into this whole stupid feud about followers. It's like, why are we talking about this? I saw that. <laughs> Anyways, uh, um, so okay. Well, Dave, go ahead and talk about that. The that blue check mark does something to you. Hey, Mr. Captain Blue Check goes, Mark. That's what goes, he gets. Goes right to your head. Yeah. Um, what are we talking about now? What, I think what are we talking on? about the pass rush? Yeah, the pass rush. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Are we, it it seemed like it was there. I thought a few times early, Jeff, you might not have seen this because of when, when you got there, right. that they they should have gotten there and gotten a sack or at least gotten 
um, a little bit more to, to disrupt the play, and they just didn't quite get home in that first group. I, with the whole game, I'll say it, offense, defense, everything, the most troubling thing with these first two games is the first half, and that's when you have more of your players that are going to see more time during the season. So, I mean, when you're talking about um, – only scoring seven points in two games in the first half. And then you're talking about giving up 16 points in the first half in this game. That's what you really got to, got to be concerned with. It's nice to feel good about the Steelers, you know, coming back, dominating the second half, getting the win, but it's, these might not be the guys that are even on the roster or the guys seeing the field, but back to the pass rush. Um, it, I don't think it ever disappeared, but there were some times that it didn't just quite get home. Um, but all in all, I thought the, the, they kept the pressure on pretty well. I loved what Mike Tomlin said after the game, and, and Brian alluded to this earlier, where he said their defensive plays are basically on like one one uh, index card. In other words, they're not game planning. They literally want to see what their players can do. And it sounded like it's one of those situations where, hey, if you get hung out to dry, we want to see how you react. And they got hung out to dry, obviously, on the screen pass. And there were a couple other plays, even going back to Dallas last week. So they're using it as an evaluation. But like Dave said, they're still keeping they're still keeping opponents off the scoreboard for the most part, giving up 16 points. Are you going to complain about that? They shut him nope. out in the second half. Good. No, I'm, I'm going to give you guys a, tri- a quick trivia question. Okay. Uh, uh, tonight's game trivia question. Sure. How many offensive plays did the Eagles run in the second half? Hmm. Let's see here. I'm going to go with 12. It's probably more than that. I'll go with uh, 16. Should have gone the other way with Jeff. It was 11. Uh, no first downs. 11. Pl- the reason we didn't see these guys on defense is they had 11 plays in the second half to work with. That's and, it. And that's so, why you didn't that's see That's domination on that, you... end, on that side of the ball. So yeah. you can't complain about it. But you, honestly, you didn't get a very good look. I mean, you didn't get any look from uh, for, uh, Presley Harvin. I almost uh. called him Percy. You didn't get any look on him punting the ball only with the holds. Got to see lots of holds from him, Jeff. He did a good um, job. The, he did a good job. Yeah. They, they they hit everything, um, but the other but the but the other problem is is you just didn't get to see as much on the defense from these guys. And think about that: eleven plays on defense, and two of them were turnovers. Well, it's funny you said to Buddy Johnson play. That's why we didn't notice Buddy yeah, Johnson that's because he only played. That's why I, I laughed when I asked that question. I started looking this up, and I'm like, wait, did he have a chance? And yeah. that's pretty much it. I'm trying to look at the stat sheet here and see if he even registered a tackle. I, um, on on Yahoo, they don't have him with one. They don't. Um, I was also on, I was also on the on the Steelers site, and they didn't have him with one either that I could find. Yeah, no, they didn't. They didn't. That's incredible. Yeah. All yeah. right, let's uh, let's do let's do an offensive game ball. You're giving an offensive game ball away. Just do one, Brian. We'll go with you first. Dwayne Haskins. I thought he showed up. I thought he did what he needed to do for him and the team. And I really like number three this week. All right. Very good. I think it's an obvious game ball. Dave, what about you? Yeah, that was the obvious one um, that, that, that Brian took. So I don't blame him. I'm trying to come up with somebody else because I thought that was so hands down um, who it was. Other than that, let's go. Let's just go the, um, the second team offensive line. 
Oh, see, man, you're no, killing the me. The answer's Haskins. The answer's Haskins. But no, if you want a different answer, no. I got to something else. Well, yep. you did it too vague. I was going to say yep. Kevin Dotson because in my I, opinion, I thought about that. Yeah. Kevin Dotson has been drugged through the mud for no reason of his own. He did nothing. Okay, this has been all about reports and stupid rumors and twisting words oh, and these comments by Mike Tom. All and you know what? At first time out, he did exactly what he should have done. He yep. was a freaking road grader against second team players. So you know what, Tomlin? You don't like talking about him probably because everything you ever say about him gets kind of misconstrued and twisted into a different narrative. I thought Kevin Dotson did exactly what he was supposed to do tonight. And he should be with the ones, if not next week by the uh, regular season where he believes where he belongs. I should say. Okay. Let's go to defense, defensive game ball. Brian go. I'm going to say Jameer Jones. I know I'm on his bandwagon, but this is kind of tough because Dave just said 11 when you only have 11 plays on defense. So it's, uh, you know, he got in there, he, he had the sack, but he also caused, he had half a sack, but also, uh, did he get, he had half the sack with ladder milk, right? Yeah. Yes. He did. And then he, then he also caused that, uh, that interception from Justin Lane. So I'm going to go with number 44. Jones was credited with a full sack. It was Loudermilk and Roche who split a sack. Okay. Oh, yeah. All I'm right. sorry. Yeah. I was getting mixed up. With, and he had, with two quarter, he had two quarterback hits, Jameer Jones. Yeah. But go, that your, your point is still valid, Brian. Okay. That was oh, valid. absolutely. Yeah. Dave, yeah. your game ball? Um, that was a, that was a really good one, Brian. That's my number one guy. If I have to come up with someone else, the only other person I could really say is, you know, he got a half a sack and, a, and he knocked down a pass. Why not the milkman, you know, louder milk. I mean, he didn't look bad out there. He might've looked bad on other plays, but the plays that he stood out, he's the only other guy stat sheet wise that you could really even, I mean, unless you want to go with, with one of the guys with the interceptions, but you know, that was basically Pitts's only play. And and Lane had some good plays, but he had some not so good plays. So that's why I'm going there. I am going to go with someone that had an interception. And I am going to go with my boy, Justin <laughs> yeah. Lane. And it's nice. based on the fact that when I was putting together this tie, the five players to watch, I did five for offense, five for defense. I've done it all for both preseason games. I'll probably continue to do it. I was like, you know what? Justin Lane needs to actually make a play. Just make a freaking play. Make a play. And he did. He made a play. Did he make some bad plays? I thought that he got away with one. Like Dave mentioned earlier, it could have been at least been illegal contact. But it doesn't – no one's going to remember that. They're going to remember the interception. And Mike Tomlin talks a lot about those plays in the preseason that are memorable – that still are like, you know, they, they stick with you. So good for Justin Lane to go out there and make a play. He has to build on that now. The Steelers, and I hope he went, I hope he does a good job. I don't want the organization to swing and miss on a third round pick for Michigan State. Are you serious? <laughs> that would be, oh my gosh, it'd be horrible. That's such a bad mark on the organization if he doesn't pan out. So I hope he does that. And uh, we'll see. Well, we shall see. All right, let's do some final thoughts about the game. Well, let's wrap this up. Brian, we'll go with you first. You know, I was not expecting much from this game going into it. I was expecting a whole lot less when I saw them down 10 nothing and just not playing the best brand of football early on. But there's a lot of uh, hearts beating in chests of 90 men that are trying to make this squad. And there is going to be 37 going home unhappy 
I mean, the ones that make the, the practice squad, yeah, they'll still be around as well. But, you, you know, these guys are fighting. I would say this preseason so far, these are the most fighters that I've seen in a long time. There's a lot of camp battles and there's a lot of opportunities for undrafted free agents. And they really showed up tonight. But the guy that really needed to show up, and we talked about him earlier, was Dwayne Haskins. So I stand up and give number three a round of applause. I want to see more from him. Mike Tomlin said, we need to see more from him, and we're going to. This is going to uh, be a great display for the Steelers coming up on sun on Saturday night of next week. So we really need to see a lot, but I think we're seeing some stuff from guys that we didn't expect either. We're getting Lafayette Pitts, who's only been in here a few days, getting an interception, and hats off to him as well. So I can't wait to see some of these guys. It's nice to know their names and uh, feel that there is a really great future of young players in Pittsburgh. Dave, when they have to make a cut this week, don't they? <laughs> I was just getting ready to say that as part of my final thoughts. Absolutely. Right. So we'll go ahead then. Go ahead and yeah, they it. have to cut five players by 4 p.m. on Tuesday. Okay. So they will have 85 going into the next preseason game. And what's sad is we're, there's a good chance there were players out there making plays tonight that aren't going to be a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers by the time they when the they take the field again. It's kind of a shame. It's kind of sad, but this is what happens when you follow the team this closely and you see all these players. And I, and I love it. I, I mean, to see what you're getting from the offensive line and, and things of that nature, I'm thinking that, that there was some pretty good coaching involved there. And some of these other, other players, granted, yes, the Steelers had a few extra days of training camp um, than, than what the rest of the NFL did because they had the earlier game. Um, I don't know if it and if it makes that much difference with your lower end guys, that just means the Steelers are taking advantage of what they were given, really. Because I mean, the guys out there in the second half for the Steelers, I mean, let's just say this that if if you're basing it just on this game, the Eagles are better off filling up their practice squad with guys off the Steelers roster, um, than they are their own, based on what you saw tonight. So I am concerned about what you're not seeing from the first half. I know a lot of people want to put that on Mason Rudolph, but I mean, like we said, the penalties and stuff killed that drive. And that was something that I was talking about going into this game, that when you don't have the pre-snap penalties and you don't have the delay of games and things of that nature in the first preseason game, you might have a little bit more sloppiness in the second preseason game. Now they didn't have it with the illegal formations or, or everything. There was the one false start, you know, you don't want those, but, but between the holds and those other things, that's the stuff you got to clean up. And that was the, that was the first unit out there that was causing that. I want to see more crispness in the first quarter next week. Cause that's the, that's the team you want to be evaluating. But Brian's right. You got a lot of young players. The only problem is you can only keep 69 of them with 53 on the, on the roster and 16 on the practice squad. Um, and that, and that's it. So you're going to have to say goodbye to some of these guys, but I really like that. They, a lot of them, at least tonight, were stepping up and taking them or making the most out of their opportunities. Absolutely. And I, I just want to say that, you know, I'm okay with the first half being a little sloppy. It gives the coaching staff something to harp on to say, like, look, you all mm -hmm. still have to get better. 
We expect this upcoming game on Saturday to be the best yet, based on the fact that Roethlisberger will be in there. I can probably guess that if they're healthy, they're going to play everyone. Uh, mm-hmm. That includes Cam Hayward. That includes, you know, Joe Hayden, Minka Fitzpatrick. Minka. Um, maybe a TJ Watt deal will get done before then, and he would oh, be in well, the lineup. Well. Uh, yeah, all these players that haven't played, this is going to be their final dress rehearsal. I hate saying that, but it's the fact. It's it's truth. It's fact. So um, we'll be here every step of the way. Behindthesteelcurtain.com should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll have great breakdowns for you coming up, not only tomorrow, but throughout the weekend and early next week. Uh, We'll have everything to get you ready for that third preseason game against Detroit. And wherever you get your podcasts, in case you're just listening to us on YouTube or Facebook, we have so much content that's not here. Follow us wherever you get your podcasts or Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain. Subscribe, follow. We are everywhere you can get your podcasts. Don't miss a thing. All right, gentlemen, that's it. We'll be back next Saturday after the Detroit Lions home game at Heinz Field. In the meantime, enjoy your week. We'll see you on next post-game show. Go Steelers. 2-0. I don't care if they don't count. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.